0: It's been a season like no other. For the past three months, myself, Graham O'Toole, and my fellow producer, Sean Reedy, have been following five inter-county players as they embark on a season for the history books. We've been granted open access via Zoom calls and socially distant interviews to Limerick hurler Declan Hannan, Tyrone footballer Ronan McNamee, Dublin footballer Neve Collins, Westmeath footballer Kieran Martin, and Wexford hurler Conor MacDonald. We'll find out what it's like to be vying for an All-Ireland title while working in training during a pandemic and ask each player if the sacrifice was worth it in the end. This is The Split Season. Episode 3 The Hurling Good evening, all across Europe and much of the rest of the world, COVID-19 infections are on the rise. I want to speak to you tonight about our country's ongoing battle against the virus, about where we are in that battle and about what is going to happen next. The easing of restrictions during the summer, which led to us going out and rediscovering parts of our country we'd never seen before ultimately led to an increase in COVID-19 cases. By the middle of October, the Irish government were forced to make some tough decisions to bring the spiralling COVID-19 numbers under control. The Cabinet agreed to a six-week circuit breaker lockdown, which would see the retail, hospitality sector, gyms and more all shut. However, from the offset, this lockdown would look very different to March.
1: And we say good morning to Shane Hannan. Shane, level five, six weeks. Um, it could have been worse for sport, couldn't it? Morning, Mark. Yeah, I guess some sports uh, certainly got away with uh, with this one. But professional, elite sports and inter-county Gaelic games, horse racing, greyhound racing, all permitted uh, to continue behind closed doors. These GAA championships get underway on Saturday evening. So the, you have the Leinster Hurling quarter final between Dublin and Alicia Croke Park. Despite this concerns
0: Saturday and Saturday, anger Saturday, from members Saturday, of the public the and people within the GAA, the inter-county championships were given the green light. These amateur games were now given the official status as an elite sport, and thus led to a season like no other.
2: Two things, I suppose. One, when you got to the county level, that it was a little bit different to the club level. That actually, when it got to a county level, that perhaps it was easier to manage the situation from a public health point of view. The second thing government had to be conscious of was the overall health and well-being of our people. And at a time when you're telling the people of Ireland not for the first time or the second time but nearly for the dozenth time that you know so many things that you're used to in your life have to close have to stop have to come to a halt enabling people to watch and enjoy uh, a county final uh, and the championship and the likes what was deemed to be important to government
0: A week out from the first round of the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship opener against Galway Conor Macdonald was looking forward to getting started. Given the circumstances of this year's championship, the Wexford panel had an honest conversation about
3: the risk involved in playing. That conversation was had numerous occasions. Um, that conversation was had before, before lockdown even. Um, I remember we, we all went for a meeting and it was kind of whispers that we're going to go into lockdown and all this, you know. Um, I remember it was just before we, we were supposed to play Galway in the league, actually. You know, Davy was was who obviously has health problems himself, and that's well documented. Like he was straight to the point. If anyone is not not happy with this, fair enough. If anyone at the time he was saying like, is anyone not happy with training in fours or whenever that will be, or you know, in groups or groups of fifteen? Dude, the announcement hadn't been made by then, so yeah, it was definitely open
2: and, and honest and and uh, understandable. Does it feel like the run up to a championship week?
3: Uh, I have to admit, up until about two weeks ago, I would have thought to myself, I actually said, I, I, would, like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I'm walking into the gym here. It's probably going to be shut down. Is there going to be a game if I'm shut down and work? I said, It's my mother there probably 10 days ago, just before level five was, was announced. And I, and I had just said, "Like, You know, it's 10 days out from championship and I don't know if it's going to go ahead. Whereas normally, there's no questions asked it's right let's zone in here now um, I have to say in the last week or so I've really felt like I've kind of had that the kind of championship pep in my step um, and you know it's, it's something it's something that I'm delighted it has came back because I was getting a little bit worried for, for a bit
2: and Connor, would you be confident that Wexford can go all the way this year?
3: Yeah, look, I don't know if I'd be able to go back after the year that everything has gone on. <laughs> Unless I didn't think I, we had a, a serious opportunity to, to get some silverware and build on last year.
1: I think Wexford, if you just look at the players, I think Wexford are coming into the peak, their peak years. Uh, you know, you last year, probably this year and next year. They're coming into their peak years as players. The Lee Chins, Conor McDonald, uh, the O'Connors, Jack and Rory. So I think it could be Wexford's day on Saturday.
0: It was teed up to be the perfect start to the season for defending Leinster hurling champions Wexford. Their opening game against Galway will be played on the near-perfect surface of Crow Park in conditions that would suit Davy Fitzgerald's side. But when Joe Canning and co. put their stamp on the game, the result was only going one way. It finished in Crow Park, Galway 127, Wexford 17 points.
3: I suppose in the first time in three and a bit years I've been with Wexford, we didn't fight. True in the towel, that's the bottom line. I'm not really worried what the result is the next day. What I'll be worried about will we come out and will we fucking fight? That's the fucking name of the game. I don't, I'm involved in hurling to compete. I'm not involved in fucking hurling to just go out there and put up the white flag and hang out by a game like we did tonight. It's, it's, um, it's absolutely horrendous and I, I'm
2: not happy with it. Hey lads, hello, can you hear oh. me now? Yeah, have you now? How are we getting on? Good, how are you getting on?
3: Ah, not too bad, not too bad now.
2: How's the week been?
3: Um, I can safely say it's probably the worst I've felt um, since Davey's been here. It's definitely been the worst couple of days after, after a game and I don't know whether, you know, it's, it's because of the whole COVID and you, you're going straight home and you've, you're literally on your own to think about, you know, to gather your own thoughts. um but I ended up watching the Galway game three times and you know, probably didn't help how I
2: felt. But. So talk us through the, um, I suppose, the run up to the match on the day in itself because it's obviously very, very different. It's not a, a standard Leinster Championship day. So how did it work running up to the game?
3: Like, again, most most championship games are either two or four o'clock generally, playing on the lights. You know, I just I just wouldn't be a fan of playing in on evening games. Now um, saying that, you know, you never play championship under lights, which, is, which was something new in itself. I know that's different than even what we're talking about with the restrictions and stuff like that. But even playing championship under lights is, was, was something new.
2: Uh, what's the crack like in the dressing room? So, who's allowed in, who's not allowed in? Does that even feel different?
3: Yeah, so obviously we had, we had a number of players who weren't able to travel. I feel they're really important on a on a general match day. So they weren't there, a number of the backroom team weren't there as well. And it's only afterwards I realized, you know, geez, you missed that or you missed this lad or, you know, a fella being around. Like, you know, Gazzy he's what, eighty, eighty one, eighty two years of age and he never would have missed a game before all this. Is that Gazzy Collins. Gazzy Collins, yeah. Yeah.
2: I grew up next door to him. Used to fix the right, yeah. as a young lad. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Like you know, like th- those days. You know, if it's cold, you rub a bit of putching on your hands. You know, yeah. doesn't you know? And like I say, it's when you're coming home in the car after a defeat, and you're thinking about all sorts of things. You know, you you realise then, Jesus, you know, you miss out on those sort of things, like you know. Um, Gazi
2: Collins has been around for years. You know, he would have followed Clare teams throughout the nineties, nineties. Would have won yeah. Ireland, and he was with Waterford. And then that must be mad for someone like him this year not to be able to go into matches.
3: Yeah you
2: well know, look at it, It's it's an even bigger picture For him Like
3: You know Harlan probably Keeps him You know In the shape he's in It keeps him In the mental state That he's in You know For, for a lot of his age It keeps him Taking over You know um, And he'd be the first To say that It keeps him Keeps him sane Keeps him alive Without sounding too morbid Or without sounding too harsh It, it does like
2: What you do that night After you got home Yeah so It was a late enough
3: game um, So we were driving home, um, I rang my girlfriend and she had been watching the game with her brother and a couple of uh, cousins and stuff, they they lived next door to each other, so they they'd all kind of come into the one house, had a look at the game and I don't know whether they, they had a couple of glasses of wine or whatever, but I knew that wasn't going to be my destination anyway. <laughs> so I just uh, I just went straight home, straight into the bed, knocked the phone off and that was it. Didn't sleep a whole lot to be honest with you, but it was... it was um. I don't know whether it was just over stuff or whatever but yeah normally I normally I kind of tend to get an old takeaway there or something after a game
2: what's your takeaway of choice Connor?
3: normally after a match I might get an old chipper there or something <laughs> King Cotting there is nice <laughs> what you, what, what's
2: on the top of the menu
3: um, I'd say a chicken burger meal now bit of job for me now <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good
2: answer
0: after that defeat to Galway Wexford went through to the qualifiers where they faced Davy Fitz's home county of Clare
4: And now here come Wexford with Conor Mcdonald, he missed one already, that is beautiful from Conor Mcdonald into the teeth of a gale and Wexford get their first point in the sixth minute. Crowded defence in there but Wexford have it back, spinning away as Rory O'Connor gets his shot away for Wexford, right down the middle, doesn't miss and that's more like it from Wexford. The strength of the durability of that hamstring problem and Claire behind Wexford. Wexford in real trouble. Tony Kelly can seal it for Tony Kelly. Beats Mark Fanny, and surely in the 55th minute, that is it, and that is Clare into the quarterfinal. And it's come out, and there is the full-time whistle. And Clare have booked their place in the All-Ireland quarterfinal. But here in Portlaoise, it's finished. Clare 121, Wexford 17 points.
3: Hello. How you doing, lads?
2: How are you, Connor? Not too bad now yourself. Thank you. This is the last time we'll catch up with you, so the last time I'll be badgering you on WhatsApp.
3: Uh, No problem at all. No problem.
2: Uh, How are you getting on?
5: Uh,
3: (laughs) Yeah, not too bad. Tough week. Um, Tough week, but sure, look, it's... it's, uh, it just tips off everything that the whole year is brought, really.
2: And how were the, the, the days following the game? Because it's been such a strange year. And then to top it off by, you know, not having a successful campaign must have probably made it harder.
3: I don't know. I, I, I'm i not even sure if I've properly thought about it as much as I normally would, which is even weird in itself. But I just I just feel like... In ways, it's probably not too bad as well because you're not seeing as many people. People, you're not having those awkward conversations, the same things, what went wrong, you know, you're not having as many of those conversations. So, from that perspective, it's actually not too bad. But there's kind of just been a cloud surrounding me for a couple of days afterwards, uh, you know, and you can't do anything to, to, to kind of help yourself, really. I suppose like getting out or you know, if you like you said there if you go for a couple of drinks with a few of the boys there or you know, it's just it's just it's just difficult to to try even think about how you're gonna get over it, like,
2: you know. Was it harder as well? I suppose you didn't have work to go to
3: Yeah, so I actually had a Zoom uh workout to do on the Monday morning and from the minute I got back into my car you're driving home on your own by the way, which is an absolute nightmare. You, there's, there's all, like you're coming off leash, what five six o'clock on a Saturday evening, having been better with championship, like you know perform poorly, um and it's just that is that's soul searching now, <laughs> like I've never experienced before, but yeah, so I had a Zoom to do on Monday morning at seven o'clock, so that was the last thing that I wanted to do. I tried everything in my power to try to get Graham Byrne to do it for me, but then I. Soon realised On and, and, and Sunday You know Get up and just do it Do something positive And I suppose If I was able to go For a couple of drinks Or whatever I, I probably wouldn't have done it But you know By Monday morning I was sore doing it But I was Better off physically like, You know
0: In Limerick Declan Hannan Had a similar path to take They were to kick off Their 2020 championship campaign Against rivals And neighbours Clare But preparing for the championship In October During a pandemic
6: has its challenges. I'm definitely very conscious of, of where I'm going and who I'm meeting. And like I've had my father ring me the other day saying he's on the way into the house salon. and he says, like, will you just leave it off for the week? Like, cause, mm. yeah, you don't want to be the person who, who meets someone that, you know, you might be a close contact of and then you can't play the first round of the championship that you've been waiting to play since, you know, 2019 to get ready for the next round. Um, so, yeah, but like, I mean, the guidelines are there for everybody to, you know, restrict their movement. So... Like I hope everybody abides by them as well.
2: Was there ever a hesitancy in your part to take part in the championship this year, the Intercounty Championship after all the confusion the last couple of weeks?
6: Not really. Like I think to be honest, we've a really good setup and like we obviously have, have doctors and physios and, and, and guys involved in the GA a long time and like they've done everything they they possibly can to make it the most safe environment that it can possibly be. And, you know, we're bo- we're all grown men at the minute at this time. Like we're all big enough to to decide if you don't want to play or you do want to play and look I'm very comfortable with the, the way things are at the minute and it, it's, it's very safe our, our training sessions, sessions are, are as safe as they can be I'd say and you know the matches are going to be the same so look we're just delighted to be back playing and training and, and looking forward to to get back into the championship matches
2: like how different how, how different is it I suppose
6: I suppose the main difference is, is the dressing you know usually you will have everybody inside in the one dressing room and having a bit of crack and having a chat with fellas next to you whereas that's gone now like you kind of I arrived to training and drive my own tugged out ready to go and like go onto the pitch straight away and do stretching everyone has their own station which is two metres apart you have your own corner where you can leave your water bottles whatever else you want to leave there and you warm up yourself and then get into the training and at the end you go back to your station pick up your bits and go away home um, so you, you miss the kind of social side of it whereas before and after 10 in the dressing room is is a big part of how teams become united i suppose and that that's gone for now
1: i usually come maybe two or three hours early job you know, drive down through Turles, you know the place is hopping the atmosphere is electric they're outside of his hotel queuing to get in there's burger stands there's hat flags headbands, there's lads out smoking, it's unbelievable, great. you get a great sense of what an occasion the Munster Championship is. As I
5: was kind of One of the, the players that won the championship, is, the ball is laid off, and it's going, it's connected beautifully with the hurley, and that's straight over the bar, for the All-Ireland winning captain from a few years ago, Declan Hannan.
4: Plenty scores though, in
3: thoroughness,
1: Limerick are through to a Munster Hurling, the semi-final, they've been 36 points to one twenty-three. The trophy presentation is on there now because this double up is uh, the league final. Declan Handel is up there now, they're making a speech. So, it, you know, it's, it's another title, Joe, for, for Limerick. I was just looking at it since John Kiley has come on
2: board. Hello, hello you can hear us. Ken, hello. How are, how
6: are you? Good, how are you, keeping?
2: Not too bad, well done yesterday. I yeah, so it's good to be back, anyway. to um, be as, back. as a Claire man I'm bitterly disappointed but
6: no that's your luck you get a second chance <laughs> a second I chance. know yeah you're not gone yet
2: exactly oh,
6: look, hopefully so what was
2: your routine for Sunday morning and how different was it than a normal championship
6: day um' it's the routine the morning at home is the same like I suppose it was the only difference is everybody was driving individually Um like we mess in in tip town in a big car park like and we had our kind of pre-match meal there, totally spread out on your own. You'd a, a single kind of a desk to yourself. You sat down there, got back into your car, drove to Turles. Um, we were then informed we to walk in single file, two meters apart from our cars down to the stadium, like we um, obviously wearing masks and everything like that. Um, you know, and that brought us to the simple stadium. So it was it was new, like it was totally new to everybody, but it was fine, I suppose. We were lucky Turles isn't that far away, um, you know, driving on your own. If, it was a diff- if you were driving to Wexford or something like that, it would be a lot tougher. Like, so we, we were lucky in that sense.
2: So how was it driving to a match by yourself? It's fine.
6: It's fine. You could listen to whatever you wanted on, on radio or Spotify or there. you know, in comparison to the bus where whoever's in charge of music could be dodgy at times. So in that sense, it was great.
2: Uh, Graham just wants me to ask you, who normally picks the, picks the music on the bus when you're traveling together? Uh,
6: it's usually Tom Condon or Seamus Flanagan totally opposite choices of music that I have on but controversial in most days. Anyway, I can never please everybody
2: <laughs> So when you say the total opposite who chooses what?
6: shamus am be kind of house music and dance kind of music whereas Tom would be more old school <laughs> Irish tread sessions kind of a job like um, <laughs> So look I don't know it, it was it was, um, it was just different
2: Which do you think is better to get you up for a match?
6: Ah. Uh, I like the old diddly eyes, you no, My five
4: <laughs> friends.
6: It wouldn't have you half enough wars, but you uh, Whatever suits you, like you know, it'll uh, be my preference. There, yeah.
2: the water breaks, and I suppose the game is effectively four quarters now. How do you mm. feel about that? Do you like it?
6: I wouldn't be a massive fan of them, but like it can work in your favour or against you. Like if you're flying on momentum, and then the water break comes, it, it kind of quashes that. Like it's only, geez, it's only forty-five seconds really when you're in and out don't know what purpose it serves, but again, it's the way it is. These are the rules at the minute and you just go with it. Limerick's season was
0: only on the way up when they blitzed past Tipperary in the Munster hurling semi-final. John Kiley's men racked up a whopper score to beat last year's All-Ireland finalists on a scoreline of 3.23 to 2.17. An unexpected Munster final against Waterford lay ahead for the treaty men. Declan & Co were red-hot favourites entering the game. It's
5: a monster hurling final like no other. No crowds, no supporters. Simple stadium empty except for two teams and their officials. Liberty Square and Town empty. Nobody selling hats, flags, or headbands. But yet a national and international audience watching, waiting, and they'll fully appreciate that this is a monster final. A provincial title, still a huge prize. Declan Hannan is an inspirational figure at six, and the wingmen are Dermot Burns and Kyle Hayes. Return pass from Declan Hannan. Now if that goes over the bar. That is a beautiful sequence of play. Absolutely magical from Limerick. All based on flicks and wristwork, and superb accuracy by Keenrich. Yeah. Unbelievable, first of all, by Lynch. But then the speed of
1: Hannan's hands. Let's go to
3: Thurless Tommy Walsh, Limerick have seen this game out against Waterford full time. A four-point winning margin, 25 points to 21. I have Tommy.
1: Limerick are Monster Champions, 25 points to 21. You're dead right, Joe. Um, they're leaders, their experience, and um, their know-how to win, um really brought them uh, to victory in th- this last 10 minutes. They were brilliant, they never panicked. The couple be presented to Declan Hannon. I said to you, a trophy in, in three years. Fair play to them.
2: Like I know in regular time, if you're defending Monster champions, your the week running up to it is full of hype and you know, you're you're kind of feeling the buzz of the, the city and the people around you. Was that the same this time?
6: Yeah, no, like, sure, it wasn't really at all. Like, I I only met a couple of people I work with and the boys are training. You know, other than that, you are, you're not re- meeting anyone anyway, so there's, <laughs> there's no one to talk to about it. Um, the actual hype around it was, was pretty min- minimal, to be honest. There was very little talk about it, I'd say. A lot of people might not even know the match was on, like, you know, in comparison to last year when there was such colour around Limerick. Um but again that's it's just the way it is at the minute. But look we're we're delighted to be playing, delighted to be have got the opportunity to play once the final this year. It didn't look likely for a long time. And like it was there to be won and thankfully we got we got over the line. Can I ask you
2: about that uh only a certain amount of the panel been allowed in? It's it's made a lot of headlines and attention over the last yeah. couple of days. How do you find it? I think it's very
6: unfair. I suppose we've thirty six on our panel and and today, a match then only twenty six can go and Ten other lads have to have to sit at home, and, and watch the game. Like, and sometimes, like if, if if the match is on Sky Sports, like some of the boys might even have Sky Sports, you know. So they, they mightn't even be able to see it. They might be able to listen on radio or something like that. But I don't know. I don't can't understand why they can't. Those ten lads can't go as well. Seeing as they're training, which is all the time, and they're with us, you know, five times a week. They were training or three or four times a week, whatever it is. Um, it's just a bit unfair, you know. It's kind of disrespectful from as well and their families I think but you know I don't know. we're just caught at the minute it's just they're the rules and we just have to go with it but we're not overly happy with it anyway.
5: Can I interrupt you just one second because that shot shows a tactical board Good. Well it's not it's not supposed there's supposed to be no coaching during the water break it's just strictly supposed to be a drink um, so you can see what's going on out there
6: um, they
5: have punches making face You know in the water break do you talk tactics?
6: Yeah you do like me Paul canork is excellent in fairness he um these kind of very short, brief messages to give us. Like the water breaks, only a minute long, a minute and a half long. And it's good to get get a bit of a breather as well if, you, if you're under a bit of pressure um, and recover a small bit. But yeah, like to be a small few messages being given in. But like again, there isn't time to be gone into much detail about, about things either in, in that space of time.
2: Because I know originally you said you didn't like them. But do you like them now <laughs> when you could recoup in a monster final?
6: Yeah, I suppose we're just getting used to more and more. But uh, I still. Wouldn't agree with them, I don't know what's the point, but look again, it's, it's just it is what it is, and we just have to go to those rules at the minute.
2: So, you win a monster title, you're one step closer to winning an All Ireland title. What do you do that night when you're in level <laughs> five?
6: You do, you do nothing. I went, drove home, and got a burger and sat down on the couch. And watched it. it was very, uh, <laughs> it was very strange. I thought it was caught lapsed from last year's monster final, anyway. I think that for nothing.
0: After coming through the qualifiers, the only thing standing in Limerick's way of a spot in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final was Galway.
1: To Declan Hannan, the captain. Hannan off his left-hand side. Poetry in motion from Declan Hannan. Well, for me, the score today, look at all the passes... That it turned
0: out to be Limerick's worst performance of the season and took John Kelly's men the guts of 10 minutes to register their first score. However, in true Limerick style, the water break proved to be a blessing And once Cian Lynch and Aaron Galan got going, there was only one outcome.
5: Is there time for a Galway goal? But Limerick have the possession? David Reedy lays it off over Farris Geroad Hegarty. And the referee blows the full-time whistle. And it's Limerick going through to the All-Ireland hurling final on the 13th of December. It's Limerick, 27 points, Galway, 24.
2: Record, all right. How's things?
6: Great, great, can't complain. Sure, the all-around right. final. Oh, bad. The only thing is, no, it's absolutely Baltic down here in Limerick. Okay.
2: Yeah, was it, was it snowing there yesterday?
6: Uh, I didn't see any snow, no, but it was fine and, free and crispy out there.
2: Have you your Christmas shopping
6: done? I actually do, do yes, yes. Yeah, usually myself, no, and my buddy Denny head into Limerick on the 23rd of December. And panic and just buy ridiculous things. So we have it all the way this time. <laughs> I'm actually looking at my Christmas tree in the house at the minute. Done.
2: So obviously, run up to an All Ireland final. Uh, you've been here before. Does it feel like the run up to an All Ireland? Tell the truth.
6: I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. We were training last night, and there's a great buzz around the place. It's seven eight days out from an All Ireland final, which is fantastic. I suppose the only difference, obviously, is. You know, around Limerick City, there is just all the Christmas lights are up, and a couple of Limerick flags are around the place as well. So, in that sense, it's totally different. And you know, you're not going to meet anyone. So the, the hype and everything like that will be different to 2018. But Jesus, uh, we as players anyway, we can't wait for it. It's it's an all around final. This is what you. The days you want to be playing? so like we're going to go hell for a letter first.
2: Do friends and family have a plan for for next weekend? Are they booking a table in a restaurant or anything like that?
6: I don't think that would suit my mother and father and brother now booking a table in a restaurant. with a bit of a roaring going and they'll, uh, they'll just stay at home and watch it themselves in the comfort of their own house. Um, I presume a lot of the boys will probably try and book a table in different... Um, you know, bars and restaurants to watch it from there. But we want um, all the supporters to be able to enjoy the day as well. Like, and you know, if they can do that in a safe way and have a bit of crack, so sure, that's absolutely fantastic.
5: We have made it this far. There are 12 days to Christmas. Can you believe it? And here we are with one of Ireland's greatest showpieces, the All-Ireland Hurling final.
1: Just to set the scene for today you know a lot chit-chatting ch- amongst ourselves here i suppose a social distancing but you know there's no one here there's a kind of a fake crowd over i don't know can you see it from the the tv cameras looks like maybe kids and that during the week maybe from the schools painted heads in limber colors and in water colours. so they're the only supporters here today Stephen O'Keefe, he's the goalie, Socky, I played with him with Bank of Ireland, I think he has to have a fantastic game, because I think Waterford can't concede goals.
5: Keane Lynch, Waterford are clearly exposed here, there's an opportunity for a goal, hey, is brilliant save by Stephen O'Keefe, not once for twice, fantastic Stephen O'Keefe, but it's not over. And Limerick continue on, Declan Hannan has a goal from way out the field, the body language says it all and the captain has scored in this All-Ireland final, as he did against Clare way back in the end of October. Limerick attacked the ball as Dan Morris, comes out with it, and Limerick are the All-Ireland hurling champions in this unique, bizarre and strange year. They're
1: unbeat- Declan Hannan becomes only, I think, the second Limerick man, along with Mick Mackey, to captain his, his county to two All-Ireland titles. So, yes.
6: How's coming Luke Lescaille? Well. Tana I'm currently in Vicarage a clockhouse here's on for 2020 has been an incredibly tough year businesses have been closed people have lost their jobs I know a lot of loved ones have passed away this year who really really love to be here to those families we think of you every single day you inspire us we wish you were here but no doubt they're all looking down from heaven on top of us today smiling their way down Lastly, to our supporters, I can picture you here in Hill 16 smiling with Gideon getting ready to celebrate. We wish you were here. We can't wait to meet you all when it's safe to do so. But I would urge you, as John said, to respect the guidelines. The frontline staff have done phenomenal work in keeping us safe. I hope you enjoy this evening at home with your loved ones. lim Nokamu! Hello, Declan. Sean, how's going? How are you? Great. Sorry about yesterday. I no, was just... So many messages coming in. I didn't see it until tomorrow.
2: Not at all. You don't need to justify anything to me. Um, congrats on becoming an All-Ireland Champion again. Uh, tell me what it's like winning it in an empty Crow Park.
6: Yeah, sure. It was so strange in comparison to 2018. But I thought, it was a very emotional day. Like I mean, there was... A lot of lads involved in our team had... A couple of uncles died as well throughout the year. And Caroline Curran's mother had recently passed away. So it was a very emotional in that sense. It was... Which uh, we obviously... We were absolutely delighted. It was just We love to have the, the supporters there as well, but obviously that's not possible. Um, you'd miss them, I suppose, when the game finishes and the noise and everything like that. We, or the Lee McCarthy Cup, I suppose, is the same trophy and the medals given out are the same, whether there's supporters there or not. So we're just absolutely off the moon.
2: Uh, and did you head back to Limerick after that?
6: Yeah, we got the, the train back home to Limerick and just went back into our home houses and, and that was it. Yeah, so like I mean we couldn't we couldn't do anything really, which is a pity but look, that's just the way it is. So
2: you're getting the train and going home. So is there a little bit of an anti climax?
6: No, like we need a bit of crack on the train down home and a bit of a sing song going on and things like that. And so sure the boys know that just the the world running at the minute, you can't do anything, there's nothing nowhere you can go or anything like that. And you just have to respect those guidelines and that's just what we did. So yeah, it was, it was weird, but for sure, look, we're just delighted to have to cope with us. Oh,
2: did you get to bring Liam home or did you not have to leave it in Dublin?
6: No, it's leave Liam McCarthy in Dublin, all right, which is a bit of a pain, but it was a pity because some of the lads, it's their first All-Ireland, it would have been nice for them to, to have gotten a picture in the dressing room with the cup after the match, but you know, I'm sure a time will come next year when where that can be done as well.
2: So once you lifted it then, it just stayed on the podium, was it?
6: Yeah, it was taken away, I don't know where I went to, it was, it was whisked off into the stadium again, I don't know, I'm not sure where I went.
2: What's the plan now for Christmas after winning in All-Ireland?
6: Oh, no plans at the minute.
2: No. And will there be a uh, substantial meal and a few points? Substantial <laughs> meals
6: along the way. We're <laughs> anyway. Uh,
2: Declan, thanks so much for giving us your time. I do really appreciate it. You know, I understand you did this off your own back, so thank you so much.
6: No matter, Sean, it's enjoyable now. Something different anyway.
2: Cheers, Deck, and come here. Enjoy those substantial meals.
6: Yeah, perfect stuff.
2: Next time, the football.
6: We're obviously going on Boris Johnson making decisions. um, And he doesn't, I would imagine, he's not the biggest Gaelic fan, to be honest.